Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 47-year-old from Cardiff, Wales. His hockey journey has taken him to Wales, England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Finland for sure, and some other places guaranteed. He has facilitated countless legendary bus trips for players, fans, and players' parents. He was a... Average at best, or you could say lackluster dancer on the dance floor at a wedding he attended in Canada. He just finished rooting on the GB shed guys in Finland and is responsible for helping the Cardiff Devils players feel like home in Cardiff for countless years and even got Papa Walton Dundee drunk in 2015. Welcome to the shed, Jonathan Williams. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, so this is a busy day, eh? Holy moly, the game just ended. Seconds ago, I literally ran before the game finished to come and talk to you. I was just, you know, aware of your pressure schedule today. So I sacrificed the last few minutes to come and speak to you, my friend. Yes, well... Thank you. Um, yeah, so it's a half day today, folks. So cheers, Jonathan. I uh, took a half day off work. Uh, Colby's in the track and field meet. I got to be there in one hour. So we're going to have to speed talk, okay? He's got the 100-meter finals in one hour. <laughs> Go on, Colby. Yeah, I think he's got her. <laughs> but you just left uh, the Great Britain-Finland game, eh? Not no, Finland. USA. In Finland, jeepers. I was watching it. Yeah, sorry. They play Finland <laughs> next. <laughs> That's bad preparation, Wally. So they did just lose three, nothing, but uh, the first period they had a chance mm. to take a lead or get ahead because they had like four power plays. Four power plays. Yeah. We just looked a little bit anxious. I thought, you know, we just, whether we're in all of them, the few times that we let the, let the puck leave the zone quite cheaply and frustrating, but we have shooting them for a while as well, you know, so we're absolutely battering them on shots and goal. Well, I yeah. think in the end, obviously a lack of, uh, you know, I'd say depth, obviously, just when it gets us a little bit, really, we're trying to roll with you know, the same guys a little bit more than we probably would do with the full roster, really. But 3 yeah. thousand, you know, respectable. But um, so, so when did you get there? When how? When did you get to Finland? Last Thursday, so a week ago. One of the first to arrive. And how many so, uh, GB fans are around town? Uh, there's probably maybe three or 400 around. There's a lot of few people I've not seen before. Um, which is good. Um, a lot of people didn't make the trip, unfortunately, because of the cost, which, you know, it's not cheap to come here, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, well, yeah, it's a good, good crowd. Um, what I was going to say for the cost, right? Um, when, like, you're in your shed, you start talking around to everybody in hockey. Like, there was the playoff final weekend. People would have had to choose whether or not to go there, and the prices had skyrocketed. Then GB's yeah. going to Finland. And then you think, mm -hmm. like, when I'm trying to sell 
some sweaters and t-shirts. It's like in the hockey world, there's a lot of shit trying to take your money. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it comes down to. I think you have to prioritize and think, you know, the playoffs, obviously this show was obviously a bit of a, a frustrating hey. situation, should we say. Stop um, playing with that with your hand. Stop playing with your tally whacker. Yeah. Put it away. Yeah. You know, I don't want to show people what it is before other people start rumors what I'm playing with. Yeah, so I think if people had to make decisions, you know, based upon the cost and stuff as well, a good friend of mine, Darren Evans, came out to the World Championship with his boy Ryan. He would have loved to do both. He couldn't afford to do both. He chose to come here for the first time. And yeah, that's a life experience, right? Like, absolutely. His little boy's walking around with like his eyes bulging out of his face every day. He's looking at, he's seen players play, just seen on his PlayStation and stuff back home. (laughs) He's just like, he's just taking it all in and living his dream. So it's, it's incredible. He's like 12 year old kid watching world-class athletes, you know. Wow. And that, so what I was getting at, though, it, it really does warm my heart when people buy uh, the shirts and hats and whatever else is on sale on the website, aletalkytales.com, because I know there's a lot of people reaching for the your wallets, you know. There's season tickets, there's playoff weekends, there's Team GB, then there's still your kids wanting to do sports and stuff, right? So there's lots of, I guess, it, I'm very thankful when people buy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do a good job, Wally. Everyone's buying into you. Everyone oh. loves you. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, but you're, beca- uh, you're becoming more famous now than just in Cardiff. Now everyone knows who you are. Now I, I would say I'm, I am not for everyone. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I get into how we know each other. We'll talk about Team GB in a bit. Um, we would have met 2014 in the Big Blue Tent, <clears throat> back when we used yeah. to go to the bar after a game, and you know. You came up to me, introduced yourself, and said, "So, you think you're uh, you're in shape enough?" <laughs> you called me fat. You told me I was fat the first time you met me. You told me I was out of shape. That was Sean Phillips who called you fat. <laughs> Sean, I'm a bit more diplomatic. And speaking of people that uh, like you know, very thankful for Sean Phillips has tipped me multiple times. You know, five, ten pounds, and when that happens makes my knees shake it uh, makes it's because my, he calls my heart you fat race. and i didn't call you fat he's right. feeling guilty that's just like in buying his way out of his guilt that's what he's trying like, to do like i said i'm not for everyone and i know i wasn't for sean when i got there i know he said i was fat i know he was writing on social media and stuff you know walton sucks what were we doing there right exactly anyway i can't talk i put about a stone on i think in this week in finland i've been eating and drinking all this crap my body well, hates you're me. on vacation. So what what's going on in Finland? What are you eating and what are you drinking? Uh, I was trying to find some Finnish food. I just thought, well, you go abroad, you go to Wills, you have to eat local food. And unless I guess maybe the top end restaurants, you know, are serving, I can't find anywhere. So I'm eating kebabs. I'm eating pizza. Yeah. I'm eating yeah, Mexican food. I had a curry the other day. Oh, my God. Well, he, oh, curry. that was brutal. I, I was, I love curry. I, I like spice. I was in a world of pain after about two mouthfuls. And I think the last three or four days I've been paying for that indiscretion. So I'm just kind of trying oh. to find bland, boring finished food for the next couple of days now, just to try and feel <laughs> yeah, normal if, again. If you uh, wouldn't have had that curry, we would have had five more minutes to talk, right? 
Well, uh, well, yeah, we, uh, we were slightly delayed, yeah. I could never do the curries, but man, I know you probably ran home from the arena and that could make I things. I think I ran from you. That's why I'm a little bit red in the face, you know, just to get back in time for you. Well, I, I think it, I, it warms my heart that people make the time for me because you know I have like a one hour pocket here and you were just at a world championship game with all your buddies drinking, having fun. And for you to run back to your hotel to talk to me, it just. Gets me all warm and fuzzy. Oh, only for you, know? you, my friend. I wouldn't do it for anybody else. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so anyways, um, after that, though, um, you did. My parents came over. I guess it was my first year. I guess they came both years. The second year, they came with yeah. my leg locked. But second the first year, year the first year, mm. I was still playing. And they went to the triple header in Scotland. And then uh, I didn't mm. know how that all go down. You offered them a ride to Dundee, right? Yeah, and obviously the first morning they rocked up at maybe 6 a.m. And I just was trying to sort of feel them out, not knowing if they're kind of as crazy as you. And I thought, okay, these guys are a bit, a bit quiet, you know. <laughs> Ron is not exactly like in a Wally, so let's just, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. So I sat, well, he sat at the front, your parents sat down the front. I would obviously be at the back, usually with the boys. And I said, look, you know, I'll come and sit alongside you if you need me, give me a shout, you know. And after maybe an hour or two, I just kind of, you know, went back to the boys, left them to it. And I thought, oh, they're just quite quiet. And, and, first day or two they just kind of kept the low profile mm-hmm. and then day three we went to Dundee uh, that's obviously as you know the Dundee drunk phrase came about your old man was part of that I suppose technically it's probably the shortest trip of the season for us going from Glasgow where we were at Edinburgh to Dundee and we just were on one we just went on a mission to just get as pissed as we could in that hour and a half and there was all this random <laughs> that was stuff only an hour and a half trip the, hour and sto- half. the stories I've heard I thought it was like a six hour bus trip no, 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 that's 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 how crazy it was. I think you've had this, had this impression for years that it's like the whole time getting to Dundee. This was like a shortcut to Dundee it's from Scotland to Dundee. So really? it was like this like green green shit getting passed around. It tasted like grass. There was like all these random kind of cocktails and whiskeys and stuff. And everyone was just on one. And it was it was kind of funny because there's a good bus, you know, everyone that was on the bus was there for a good time. And your dad, you can see that like, was kind of edging towards maybe the middle and he was getting more towards to towards the back. I could see your man wasn't overly sure to like let him off his lead kind of thing. Couldn't help um, himself. Couldn't help No, himself. he was just like getting close. He was like, you know, chatting with the ladies and stuff. And he was, you know, he was getting, you know, a bit, you know, in, in involved. And then <laughs> on the way back there, he just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm coming to the back of the bus with you guys. He said, literally, I don't care what she says. He kind of came down with some beers. We sat him down in the middle. And it just got weird. It just got really, really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was people getting tops off and all sorts going on and so, like, you see that and then your mum just came down too and your dad was just loving it so my parents tell quite the story of their trip to Cardiff to see their son play like I, I yeah by the time you guys got to Dundee I don't think he even knows if he saw me play or not he doesn't know how well I played I know that but um the uh, stories they tell thing. was they're back at the back of the bus and all the guys with tons of tattoos are taking their tops off and my mom's checking out all their tattoos and then I believe my old man says this. I think it's hard to believe, but he says one of the gals at the back of the bus was trying to proposition him into the bathroom. Right. Okay. Let's just take that one at a time. I think the top soft, <laughs> that definitely wasn't me. I do not recall me doing that. You know, I, I'm sensible. No, you're not that again. guy. You're not that guy. It wasn't no. you. I, I, I can kind of guess one of the two. It probably would have been. Um, you know, the proposition when he kept telling me that he's shifty, shifty's one of them. Shifty was more than likely one of them. Um, 
And your, you know, stalker guy, I think, was on the best too. So maybe stalker. stalker neighbor, Dad Perkins. Yeah, I think maybe he's he's maybe the likely second one. But Shifty would Basil probably be beef. right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, but then the propositional thing, he kind of kept telling me that she did. But I didn't actually see it. But he did tell me several times that it was kind of on if you wanted it. But I don't think that was really one. I, I th- he, he's full of baloney. There's no. I think it's just maybe like is kind of like mid to like later life kind of like ego kind of kicked in maybe. And he just <laughs> exactly that. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that. So when I he came on the pod right episode ninety nine. Yeah, yeah one of one of his bucket list things is to get back on a bus and go to Cardiff Devils game and. I guess they don't even have Red Army bus trips anymore because of the baloney, right? Yeah, I think that's that's gone now. I think, unfortunately, and that's I mean, that's like past history. Unfortunately, now I think he's missed the chance of doing that in the future. Unfortunately, are they not going to so, go back um, to living normal soon, or what? We- uh, well, it is, but obviously, it's it's, it's it's tough. Like obviously, like things have happened and stuff that maybe it's not in my interest to want to do that anymore, personally. Right. Um, you know, and, and it, it's a lot of work for people to do. I mean, obviously, because to be fair, when I first started it, maybe 10, 12 years ago, a good friend of mine, Luke, you know, we did it together. Luke then got involved, you know, with other things and he was a bit busy. So he then had to go and leave. And I got Gerald involved and he was there for a few years. And Paul, you know, we met Paul. It's a lot of work, you know, for a small amount of people. I was sort of doing your normal day to day work and life. I just what? don't think there's going to be enough scope You're- for them to do it. You're right, though, and somebody needs to volunteer to put in those hours to organize it all, to collect the money, to make sure you got enough people to to hire the bus. Like, it would be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I had that written down, everything you did. Like, it was – you were organizing fun. <laughs> kind of like what I'm doing with my golf tournament June 25th is I'm organizing fun. And um, it, does yeah. t- it does take effort, and it does take up some time, right? I think people don't realize how much it does take up, you know, and, and, and that's understandable, you know, if you're not seeing the amount of work goes in and they're never going to know. But I think if anything as well, during lockdown and things happening, you know, back in Cardiff and stuff at the time, it makes you realize that the time you were giving up outside of your just day-to-day life, you know, and and I didn't miss it, if I'm honest with you. I mean, I love doing the things and I, I love helping people and I love, you know, putting a smile on people's faces, whether it be, you know, the, you, you know your family, like, your, you know, your dad and your mum and, other families that came over or fans themselves, but it can be a thankless task as well. You know, it's a, it's a big, big grind and it just takes one to be able to moan about little things. You're like, ah, oh, geez, you know, if, if it was so bad, you know, why aren't you doing it yourself? But yeah, I think COVID kind of came along and it's going to be tough. I think for them to negativity is exhausting, isn't it? Half day, exactly, exactly. half day Ripley track and field. One. <laughs> I bet it costs less than a beer in Finland. What? I bet it costs less than a beer over here. That's probably like, you know, a third of the price. Yeah. Well, I am a free agent in the beer world, folks. So if anybody wants to sponsor the shed, I'm a free agent. Feel free to reach out and give me free beer and I'll drink them and support you. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> You'd be fuming the beer over here in the fan zone, a Coke size can, a 330, seven or nine euros, depending on what you're having. But a Coke size can of be. So you guys can't be drinking that much then. We don't. We never drink. No, not the GB never. fans. No, no, no. no hockey fans. You guys drink. aren't really fun to be around at all. Exactly. It's, it's weird for me watching the World Championships because, like, I am a huge Great Britain fan. I that's who yeah. I cheer for, and I, like people from Canada can say what they want. When I'm watching hockey, I'm cheering for people. And Canada, I bet you half the guys they asked to go over there didn't even go. 
<laughs> no, and their roster's a joke. And same with the US, to be fair. You're looking at the roster thinking, who are these guys? You know, like there's one or two names you may be over familiar with. And every other country in the world takes this as serious as you can. You Absolutely. see, pa- Pasternak is going straight there, right? And mm-hmm. all these big name guys from the European countries treat it like it's the world championships. <laughs> Absolutely. Proud to wear the shirt. I mean, I know, I, I get that some guys been in game sevens and their body's a bit tired. I get that. But guys who were not going to make the playoffs, you know, they knew like two months ago. Come on, you know, it's a chance to play for your nation. I thought this year being in a proper hockey country, like Finland is mental. Like it's proper, it's, it's the best place I've been to in terms of, you know, hockey fans loving the sport, you know. Been to some great places, obviously watching GB and Devils and stuff, you know. But this is the one country where hockey is everything. And I thought if you're going to come and play for your, for your team, if you're, you know, Canadian or American, this is the country to come to. I was disappointed with the roster, if I'm what? honest. No, and, I, and it's it's fair because I, that's why, like, I grew up with that mentality of, like, oh, it's the world championships. It's just kind of whoever goes and you hear people turning it down. But then again, I do, like, obviously I've reached out to some of the Brits to come on from their hotel, but then I'm, I'm wondering, like, I don't want to bug them. They're in the middle of world championships. And yeah, um, then they say they're playing seven games in 10 days. They said that today yeah. when I was watching it. Yeah. That's wild. After the seasons they've had, and then I heard when they got there, like training camp, GB's doing two a days after they just played a whole season. When my season was over, it was over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't ideal. I think it got a bit shoehorned in really this year with season and ending a bit later in the UK than normal because of COVID and stuff. So the British guys, especially, had no break really. And, but I guess it's a small sacrifice to pay to be playing on that level. You know, I'm sure well, they would never. You know, eventually, you end up in your shed just talking about hockey and. It's Absolutely. an opportunity to play for your country, right? So you may as well yeah. do that while you can. <laughs> yeah, and that's the great thing about the GB boys. That they're not like a club mentality. They're, they're, in terms of there's two or three guys that maybe don't fit in with the rest. Everyone clearly gets on with everybody. You know, they're all proud to be there, you know. And it's cheesy, but it's like, it's like a, a big brother for them. You can just see they all love each other. Do you they, know what I mean? They, and, they truly do. And I think that's why they've had the success they've had and why they've been playing in the top division the last couple of years is – I, and you see yeah. it like I obviously you listen to me talk. That's what I think hockey is all about is that the best teams, the best brotherhoods are the ones that win the championships, not always the fastest skaters or the tallest guys. It's it's the yeah. best teams. And that British team, you know, when they go to this tournament, they're going to play as hard. They're going to play harder than anybody else. I think. I'm, I'm, look at that game on Sunday. It's a perfect example. Three nil down to Norway and, we're thinking, ah, oh, here we go. Let's just get a goal, you know. And they get a goal, and they get a second goal, and then you know it's on. Like at three-one, I'm I'm saying to like all the guys, come on, you know, let's just get a chance going. We're going to win four-three. Kind of a little bit of an ironic chance. I didn't really believe that. I must be honest because we barely had a shot on goal in a, in that, that period. It's like eight minutes to go, but they get the one goal. So we all start singing, and we get a second goal. We get a third goal. I, it was crazy. It was just like it was amazing to watch it. Like the bench must have been just literally like peeing their pants because I was just screaming like a little girl. I was just so excited, and, and it just and any believed that they could do it. You know, they all oh. did win the game in overtime as well. Why? Well, but and like, was, it's it's wild how good the Brits are when there's so many imports in that league, and like, oh, a lot of the Brits in that league are on Team GB, right? Yeah, and, and like, much, they, that's. Yeah, that's the thing, though. You know, you, you worry for the future, though, obviously, as well. You know, if, if these 
British guys, dumb guys time in the Elite League, you know, who's going to replace Matthew Myers and Jono and stuff? You know, there's a few guys maybe only with a couple of years left to go. And to there's not, the there's not enough coming up, right? No, but then... The, there's the that one kid, though, the Nielsen, right? The coach's kid. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I must be honest, I didn't know a lot about him. Obviously, you know, his dad is a coach and stuff. I know he's playing over in, in the States or over in Canada. And I did think at the time, ah, you know, maybe because his dad's a coach, he's been called up, you know, and he did question it a little bit because it's his, his debut. He's never played before. But that kid's unbelievable. His skating's phenomenal. Yeah. No, he's I, definitely going to be one to watch for sure. And he's uh, good. I know he's good, but he's with uh, Legs and Eggs, Mac and Mosey too. So um, that's cool. Um, yeah. Contact, um, so obviously there's some character there. Sounds like a good guy. So like to have him in my shed there, Cade, if you want to come on, feel free. <laughs> um, okay. We've gotten really sidetracked, eh? I did have Dan Perkins and Sean Phillips written down here, but um, what you want to know? I, I, well, I was going to get into how we know each other. And uh, yeah, the uh, 2015, 16 season, when I do get injured, you're mm. running the fan bus, right? So um I'd become the pregame speaker and I, I know the stories from my old man, how much fun he had had on the bus trip and my mom and the stories she was telling. And they just, they had so much fun that day on the way to Dundee. They literally have talked about it for years. Um, <laughs> so we had a really big game in Sheffield, right? And uh, we were top two in the, on, in the table, you could say us in Sheffield. I think we were about tied around the top at this point. <laughs> I was like seven, eight no's a pregame speaker. And there was the big road game. I hadn't been on a road game since I got injured. Right. <laughs> and I yeah. reached out to you and I said, so how is there a way I could get to Sheffield? Right. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so yeah, I packed, on. I packed my duffel bag uh, <clears throat> with my Thor helmet and uh, the hammer. <laughs> and 25 then, years. <laughs> we had yeah a sackful <laughs> and that was the first time hanging out with the fans that like now we talk about them and i know everybody and it's because yeah. i went and did it right <laughs> and um we i so the way there i was a little bit quiet right kind of like uh papa was on the way to scotland yeah exactly you eased your way in well i knew you were going to be fine because literally we pulled off cardiff and normally like you get a beer and you know, you get to Newport, you've had maybe a beer, you get like to whatever, like your second beer. You're like, John, put that in the bin for me. Cause like your leg was, fucked. you know, obviously you couldn't move. Mm-hmm. So you give me an empty can. We've been on the road, maybe five minutes. We even picked, we had me to the first pickup in the second part of Cardiff before you're like, John, another beer can, you know, and you're, you're like two beers deep within like 10 minutes on the bus. Well, I get uncomfortable I like, yeah, you, when I'm meeting new people. I didn't know what to do, you know? Yeah. But then to be fair, it was, it was kind of funny though, because like people like Sean and stuff that, kind of said maybe what they said you were kind of having none of it at that point you were like calling people out you're like right okay you, you said this about that. me <laughs> yeah he was like uh no i didn't you're like yes you did sure <laughs> you know <laughs> i remember everything so that was and now you tipped the shed isn't it a crazy world sean ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, guy almost made me drop to the ground last weekend i went to mow the grass and then all of a sudden my phone dings and it says Sean Phillips just sent you 10 pounds. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> well, it's more than it gives me that tight little shit, to be fair. So you were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little prick. Little prick. Yeah. knocked me out from the UK. I don't like it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I did start chirping people. But that's once I get to know them, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's where it's a sign of affection. You can chirp people and 
right. call them names, you know, then it's good. It shows you like them really deep down. You know? And then the creepy stalker neighbors made me basil and beef sandwiches for the road trip, right? That was nice. Yeah. Sarah and yeah, Dan, I miss, thanks, I, guys. I do miss them for the best, to be fair. They're good fun. You know, Dan's like just a crazy guy and he just can do any random thing at any random time. He's just one of those kind of guys you'd have to be watching all the time because otherwise you'd miss them funny. Uh, he's just literally can't have himself. Uh, he's and he's having fun, right? He's enjoying life. Every time I've been around him, he's been having fun. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> best mates. Um, okay, so other than that, I don't really have much, but yeah, I went to Sheffield. I guess I better finish the story, right? Is we take the bus up there, and yeah, I had some beers on the way. I was just trying to get mentally prepared for what I was going to do, right? Because the team yeah. obviously gets on the bus and all heads up to Sheffield. Obviously, Wally's staying back in Cardiff because he's injured and he doesn't play anymore. And he just does home game, pregame speeches. And um, and then you're kind enough to let me come on the bus. And then I get to know all the, the, the fans. And there's the, you're, the, they're great folks at the back of that bus. Um, I had a fantastic time. But we get there a little early. Everybody goes to the pub across the road of the arena in Sheffield. And I'm in there in the bar, mixing it up with everybody, Sheffield fans, Devils fans. Right. And then warm up starts. I'm like, I got to go. And then D sneaks me into the locker room. And uh, yeah. because they got the motion sensor showers in the Sheffield arena, I had to be like Spider-Man going into the shower, but the boys are out for warm up. D sneaks me in and I stood in the shower naked with the hammer, the blonde wig and the helmet on. <laughs> and, uh, and then Lordo does a speech and then, yeah, like there were guys coming into the bathroom to take a piss or whatever. And I was like standing there like a Thor Spider-Man in the shower, trying not to let the sensors go off and not get caught, but it all worked out. It was a memorable night. So you thanks for the trip. Water. <laughs> no, he's not getting that cold water on you too. Do you know what I mean? It does you no favors at all, does it? You know, when you're naked with cold water, so... It was actually, it's actually when you actually stand around naked for like 30 minutes waiting to do a speech or jump out of a closet, it's actually cold in every room, every bathroom, every closet that you hide in. It's actually cold in all of them. It didn't do me any favors anytime. I can imagine it didn't, but I've never done it before myself, so I can't comment on, you know, that kind of experience, you know. Being a, I'm a fine upstanding. You're just a facilitator of, of the fun. Right? Exactly. I didn't know what's going on behind closed doors. You know? <laughs> I just had my duffel bag of stuff, but yeah, no, I would do anything for the guys. Right. And um, it was a long day, but it was a very fun day. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the result, pretty sure that Sheffield won that day, I think. No, we won. I don't know. But what was the game you came to? You kept telling me. Challenge, like eight, Cup. Eight Challenge Cup final. I went all the way to Sheffield and I did my thing and in we lost in the Challenge Cup final in Sheffield against I, I Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. is, was that it Mosey that scored that goal, that little punk? Yeah. By the way, I, watching him today, no, I've never, never really watched him play. Um, and obviously I know he switches from D and forward. He was playing forward and his positioning was incredible on the PK he was, hey, he was playing so much hockey. He's going to play seven games in 10 days and play that. Yeah, much. I think today, especially because he, he, I was speaking to his dad the other day. I know him really well as well, and his dad and his mum and stuff. So I got, you know, speaking to them quite a bit on this holiday. And um, Graham was saying, like, you know, he was really, really pumped to play well because one of the coaches on the US bench was like a coach back, you know, back in the day in, in America. And 
was a bit crappy to have it. I don't like to say too much, obviously, but he was, you know, really looking to put a show on today anyway. So I'm not surprised at all. He well, he played well like he was me. all like his positioning as a forward, like, I don't know. I only knew what to do as a winger, right? Like I didn't know what exactly yeah, yeah. where D stand and using the dots and all that. And like the way he can switch back and forth, that guy is a valuable player to a hockey team. Oh, he's great. I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest screw up. I think Cardiff made for years, letting him go. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you could point to his age. You could point to injuries. You could point to anything, blah, blah, or, blah, blah. Or that he, or that he's an import. <laughs> yeah. But do like, you want me to get into that again? <laughs> I'll I'll say like it is whatever you ask me. You know I'm like I'm not going to exactly sort of sit on my hands, but yeah I think you know I think he's more than proved his point this season. I think that he did a wonderful season in Sheffield. You know he's a great player. He's still young. He's still well young enough to keep up a couple more years in the game. And he's a, he's a fun guy. He's like what you are like. Where you know he keeps everyone happy and loose. You know and you need a, a Wally or a Mosey in the room. Just some idiot joker that you know just kind of well, keeps I'm everyone all- happy and smiling. You know. Well, you need no, to be, you need to no, have fun no when you you need to sh- have fun when you show up to the rink. H- happy hockey players play better, and when you're having fun, Absolutely. you play better. And that's why it's hard to be Wally when you're on a last place team on a low budget team in Beatingheim, and you can't act like yourself because you're in last place. And then all of a sudden, you kind of like get depressed and like you can't be yourself, you can't act normal because you're a losing hockey team, and you don't show up to the exactly. rink. And, you don't show up to the rink and fuck around when you're in tenth place. No one's gonna want like even talk to you like get out of my face you know no. whereas when i'd rather do a cannonball it, into the cold tub and be in first place <laughs> <laughs> you know wouldn't we all yeah. and that doesn't do you any favors either <laughs> i can imagine yeah i'm not sure which is worse in a cold ice rink and naked i'm not sure which is worse uh, i can almost make it an any <laughs> but just kidding anyways okay moving on um so the atmosphere around helsinki would it be like it wouldn't rival Cardiff for the World Cup of Rugby. Um, no, I, uh, it's a bit of a tough one in a way because I, 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 I was kind of coming over here expecting Finland to be insane. I've, I've been to quite a few worlds, you know, at pool A level, even when GB weren't there. And the Finns have been hands down the best fans by a mile. They're so funny. They, they hire up bars for themselves. And I would say that the bars are good, but there's there's a lot of people just casually just drinking and just watching the game in the background. They're not actively watching the game. So maybe the, the, the crazy guys are actually in the arena watching the games live, maybe. I may be being a bit unfair there. After the games, people are around, but it doesn't have a the buzz I expected. You know, they they they're not buying into I think as a nation as much as I thought they're going to be. Perhaps maybe if they get to like the knockout rounds and it's more, you know, important games, maybe it'll be different. But even last night, Sweden Fin sorry, Sweden, Finland. There was no real buzz around the city. I'd have thought. I, I really, eh? Big things. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's people out, but it just there wasn't that kind of like Christmas Christmas Eve excitement that you'd expect to get, you know. Where like, so how does it, how does it work for the tickets? Like, do you get tickets to all the games, or do you pick a package just for the GB um, games? You you can choose. You know, it depends. I mean, this is probably an exceptional year, unfortunately, because it was very expensive. So a lot of people didn't want to come because the Finns can sell tickets quite easily. They're making fans commit to buying, you know, big bundles of tickets at the same time. So initially, we weren't selling um, single game tickets. Feel like the playoffs back home, they kind of got a bit greedy and they tried to sort of, you know, force people to buy tickets en masse, which they didn't do. Like some of the crowds have been shocking. So now selling tickets like cheap inside the arena, half price on the low down. So no one knows outside that it's paid yeah. full price. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, 
a, a buzz when they're filling a, a play in, but nothing exceptional. But then yet when filling have finished their game, the town kind of empties a little bit, you know. So it's a shame in a way because obviously a lot of the GB fans are kind of not in town. Their hotels are a little bit further out, so they're kind of missing out on being all together. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a cool place. So everyone's really friendly. And you you're know, in, is this Helsinki? No, I'm Tampere. Oh. Helsinki is hosting the other side, which is meant to be the Russian side. Okay. Of course, they've been a bit naughty recently, as we know. So, uh, yeah, they were invited to the party. Which, and which, by the way, I got to bring that up now that you just mentioned that it was. Uh, <clears throat> um, we got to our fifty-fifth country, if you call count the UK as one country, which I don't. But, anyways, fifty-five countries if the UK is one, and um, the most recent country to listen was the Ukraine. And uh, we were ranked seventh in the Ukraine. And uh, I just like to say, whoever's listening there, I hope it brightens your day and uh, puts a smile on your face, right? Exactly. No, and that's even like with the, the shirts, the tour shirts we've got for those fans, there's like the yeah, Ukraine logo on there as well. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, trying to do tiny little bits to kind of make a statement in their favor, you know, and it's, it's good to see and, yeah. yeah, it's 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 obviously it's only sport at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, and it's way way bigger things, but it's just good to see that they got to kick <sighs> Russia out and you know. Well, like not... for for me, I'm just having fun in the shed. I'm just catching up with old buddies like yourself, and I'm having a blast. And it 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 is really cool when I hear it's helping other people. Absolutely, you did a good job, my friend. Nah. Anyways, moving on. Can you skate without a penguin? Yeah. <laughs> I can skate just fine. I can't stick on the ship. It like says you're from Cardiff. I just assumed you needed a penguin. <laughs> no, I, I skate really well, but I, when I was younger, I was. <laughs> That's what you say. Not... You skate really yeah, well. I've never seen you skate. I would not be busy having a beer after the game or being your bloody counselor when you had your bad leg. And every week, and they have the same crap every week about how like awful it's going to be not to play hockey anymore and stuff. You you know, to shut to your filthy mouth! I got a shed now. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was like the shed back in the day. You know, when you, know, you didn't have anyone to talk to about it. That's right. That I needed to talk, and you had to listen. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot well, of people had to listen to. That's it. why I couldn't skate. But who wants to skate in the BBT anyway? What do you? Yeah, people can well, die. You shut your thing. filthy mouth. Ice Don't you talk to me like that. <laughs> Just because it was small and you liked having a little small ice pad, it was shocking. It was awesome. You didn't even have to move around at all. You just had to bump the grind <laughs> yeah. and be able to work yeah, the corners. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's the type of rink I grew up on, so that's what I liked. Weren't you, you're a Red Wing fan, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah. Stevie Y. Simple as that. As a kid growing up, I was I was always massively into the NHL. Was way before, obviously, you know, YouTube existed, and there was no TV channel shown in the UK. I just buy the hockey news all the time, from like ten or something like that. Yeah, eleven. Just idolised the guy. It sounds stupid now, but I like the logo, like Stevie White, like the logo, and it was as simple as that. And they got fed off, and I just like, yeah, this is my team. And then they were shit for a lot, long, long time. So, you know, <laughs> they were really initially, good for a really long time. Yeah, I know. But initially, it was just a one man team with Stevie Y was like playing for them when I was 
initially the fan. He had a good yeah, 90s, you know, admittedly, to be oh, fair. Oh, this is before the, like, the Russian Five, and then, like, they started running them Yeah, up. I mean, that was around the same sort of time. I mean, I, I was, was before, like, guys like Shanahan and was there and Brett Hull and stuff, you know. So it, you're talking, like, you know, mid to late 80s when I was first a fan. Okay, so that was my question and why I was on the notes was we do have a time crunch here because Colby's going to run a muck in the 100-meter final. Is um, is uh, growing up in Cardiff, how like how did you get into hockey? Weirdly, I was a hockey fan before the Devils existed. Um, when I was a little kid, you know, anyone in my age group will remember this, that on a Saturday afternoon, you'd go and play football in the morning for your football team, you'd come home. And on Saturday, Grandstand would show games. They were typically a Friday night game that they filmed up in Scotland or Durham or somewhere. And they show on Grandstand at like one, two in the afternoon. And it was like Durham races, Durham Wasp, the Merrifield races. And I was like, oh, this game looks amazing. You know, didn't give a second thought. That's why I started buying hockey magazines to learn about the NHL. And out of the blue that a team popped up in Cardiff, there's no advertising about the team. There's a little advert apparently in the local paper. One of my older neighbours I played football with, he went with his brother and his dad. Um, the first game, his brother couldn't go, so I went along with him. It was like a just literally just luck. And then saw a few games early on in that first season. And then second season, I got a season ticket and just kind of went all the time then as a little puppy. Ah, yeah, no, because um, <laughs> it is once you get into it, right? Some people love it. Some people, whatever, right? It's like me. I'm not for everyone. Yeah. To <laughs> I think, to be fair, what was important at the time was Cardiff had no teams doing well in sport. The football team was awful, which it typically is all the time anyway, unfortunately. The rugby team was awful at the time. The city was crying out for a winning team, you know. And, yeah, from the first game, it sold out. And then you couldn't get tickets for love and money. It was like queuing around, you know, the rink to get tickets on a Monday or Tuesday night, wherever it was. So they were quite at a premium. So I didn't see many games in my first season. And in the second season, I kind of lied to my dad that I was going with friends and sometimes they weren't going. I'd go on my own and try and sneak back on the bus at night and stuff. Terrified I might get killed in the city centre. And then as I got a little bit bigger, some of my other friends kind of came with me as well. And it just became, yeah, it just became like a, a passion for life then really. You know? Passion for life. Yeah. Like that's what you did on the weekends. Is that? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, so chippy lane order. What, mm. When you're going to the city centre and you're running amok, that was like a long time ago. I've been there for many, many years. If I was to be that way, was Chippy now. Lane back when the arena was downtown, where the fellows walked? Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Down. You would have been right that all the players could have just been running a muck on the ice and then go run a muck on Chippy Lane right there, right after, eh? Oh yeah. So in those days, if I was there when the rink was literally across the way, and I was having a few too many sherbets, it would be chips, curry sauce, and a sausage matter. That's where it'd be. <laughs> Repeat that again. Chips, curry sauce, and a sausage and batter on the top. So the sausage no with batter around it? You must have seen that. That's like well, a that's like a pogo, but food. it's a sausage on the inside. Do you know what a pogo is? That's the corn dog, right? A hot dog with the yeah, batter. It's, it's, yeah, kind of a corn dog, but it's not a hot dog. It's a normal sausage rather than a hot dog. It's the same kind of principle, but the batter is not as thick as Are they as the chopping dog. that up, or is that like a full... No, it's just like a long sausage just chucked in batter, like you do in Scotland. With and they just battering. They just drop that batter. on top of the chips? Yeah. Or is it I, on I don't the side? Hmm? Oh, you, are you just straight salads and protein shakes? You change too, just yeah. like the game, or what? <laughs> no, I, I've been a good boy for, for the last couple of years, but this week I've been undoing all that <laughs> and, <laughs> and discovering all this greasy shit that I forgot 
was kind of nice, but now hates my body. My body aches. So yeah, I'm making up for lost time. We could have started five minutes earlier. You're right. We're making up for lost time. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The price to pay for fun, eh? Hey, it's. I was either do it then or halfway through say, by the way, Wally, I need to go to the loo. So I knew it was kind of, I was a safer bet. The loo. That's the bathroom. The bathroom or the toilet, whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, What else do I got? So, uh, yeah, you can skate without a penguin, you say, whether that's true or not. Um, okay. Um, so for the next games coming up, um, they play Finland next, uh, be a tough one when they played so many games, but then they got Latvia and Austria. So they, what, how does it work? They got to win like one of those. Yeah, at least, I mean, we need to beat Finland Finland, as if need to beat Austria in reality, but then Austria annoyingly have gone and beaten the Czechs in overtime. I heard that. Off the US. So that, that's points we wouldn't expect them to get. So I think we've got a tough task, to be fair. But what about Latvia? Is Latvia doable? Latvia's doable. Latvia's a good team. You know, I mean, if, if I was to be optimistic, I'd say maybe take a point out of them, you know, get them to overtime. But they're a good team. I've seen quite a few of the games as well, non-GB games live, and they're a good team. So I think you've got to forget the Finland game, just save energy and try and focus on those last two. So perhaps not play them. Mosey and Richie. 40 minutes next. Uh, yeah, maybe just 39 minutes maybe, and then just, you know, try and save yeah. an extra minute for the other. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, this next game tomorrow, forget it. You know, it's, it's not going to bring any, any well, that's reward. A, I mean, to, today's game was close, and they were right there. So I understand playing the shit out of those guys because it's a memorable thing to beat the Americans. But um, yeah, when you're looking at staying up in that pool tactically, you'd probably think Mosey shouldn't play 40 minutes tomorrow. I know you're going to want him too because watching him play today he was very noticeable positionally skating uh, like everything i it was interesting for me because i saw him on the power play in the spot i used to be on you know and he was playing that spot and then he was also on the penalty kill so she's way more valuable yeah he's a good player shame that uh, he got you know <laughs> Lost lost in the shuffle, you could say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, what else do I got then? So you've watched the other countries. Anybody impress you that you didn't think would or anybody impress you that you just thought was really cool you saw them play? Uh, Well, in terms of team, I'd say Austria. I I wasn't expecting anything from Austria at all, if I'm honest. I thought they were going to be literally pointless until they played against us in the last game. I watched the game against the U.S., they, they were 2 0 up, then they came back to 2 2, and then they almost won the game. And they hit the post in the last minute who's or two on from their memory. Who's who good on that team? I haven't seen Do you know what? Team. Literally, I would have normally most years been all over the rosters and I'd have probably reel off names, you know. But this year, I've just been so busy and stuff. I've, I've not barely even looked at the US and Canadian Did, so rosters. If when people wonder, like sometimes I post stuff about leagues and people I know and people that have been on, and I bet you there's a lot of shed guys going, geez, like he's never posted anything about what I'm doing. It's like, I didn't even know the world championships had started. And then all of a sudden I started getting all these messages that they tied it up against Norway. And I'm like, I didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of sneaked up I'm a shirt. little bit yeah. busy folks. And I don't have time. Okay. Same I'm doing me. the I mean, best I can. <laughs> I was literally like, I'm aware of any of the rosters at all until I even got here. And even during the game, just so focused on your own team, nine times out of 10, you'd not even notice and who's on the other teams to be fair. I didn't even realize like, Till today, that another you know, Hughes brothers played, and you know, like 
Jack Hughes's brother. How many freaking are there? Like exactly another one knocked out now. Another you know first round pick looking like again you know, coming through. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard unless you know unless it's like superstar names. You test everything. Uh, what's the point? You know, a lot of those names don't mean anything to me at the minute. If I'm honest, in the US team or the Canadian team. No, I. What agree. do I know? Yeah, no, but I'd like to see past like Pasternak's a good player, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and like that's pretty cool that you get to see players like that play when they come over and play for their country, <laughs> right? Um, okay. Anyways, what else do I got then? The other trip we went on. <laughs> so we can't. We got to get the story in there. We got 15 minutes. Um, and this is going to be a little different than normal, folks. I am not going to send it immediately after because I will be watching the 100-meter finals. It will be whenever I get back and open up the computer again and, like, send it, right? I won't be able to send this one. I won't have time. Um, but uh, the other time I we got on the fan bus and you helped me set that up was it was the last weekend of the season and we had a chance to win the league, right? But we needed – Sheffield to lose to someone and then we needed to win both of our games and we went to Manchester right mm-hmm. yeah you remember that one and the, 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 the well, I remember the game I, I just I was trying to like to remember where, which I remember the game I remember even on the bus and stuff with the Viking hat and everything but I, just, but I, I never had the Viking hat on the bus do you remember how that worked no no I, that, that I guy had a... from Manchester he stole it off him didn't you I, I borrowed didn't it. steal it. He was, he said, no, but this is how cool that was, was I had a bag full of Viking stuff to be a Viking that night, the ax, the sword and the shield, the night, it was the night the glass broke. Uh, this story has been told. Dees covered me in dirt, but I have that yeah. bag of Viking stuff and I have nothing for my head, right? I have no Viking thing for my head. And we, the guy helping park the bus is wearing a Viking no, hat. Like, what are the chances? And I ask him, I'm like, dude, I'm about to do a pregame speech dressed as a Viking, and you're wearing a Viking hat. Do you think I could borrow that? And he said, hockey family, man, just return it when you're done. <laughs> and I did. I think we all wore the hat that night. I was like loaded, like selfies and stuff well, we, floating we got around. off the bus too early, right? We, uh, we, we, prematur- that's, that's we like- prematurely entered Manchester. Exactly, it's like this Dundee drunk for a reason because you get messed up in Dundee, and Manchester you go to really early to do exactly the same thing. And the the, so the, the Manchester out. Storm was nice enough to open up their bar, and then I had to hide from the players who were all there early, and they're just kind of hanging out. And we were all in the bar drinking, and I was wearing the Viking hat. And then that was the night I sat in the toilet for pff, had to have been an hour, yeah, minimum, naked, covered in dirt. With the axe, sword, and the shield, but at least I had a hat. I think you'd learn more now, wouldn't you? Think you think after this like first of your time, you'd learn not to be sitting naked in a toilet for like an hour in the cold weather in an ice rink. You know, wow. you obviously clearly love it, don't you? Well, I just wanted to win, and I wanted to win one more championship, and felt like I helped. And I guess that's how I thought I could help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but there's like ways to like you know maintain you know parts of you that don't need to get cold. Should we say it was cold in that bathroom that day? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a fun trip, too, though. I do remember that trip. That was a fun trip, and that was actually the other part of that story was when that all ended, and we did win the game. And there was a game the next day, right? We had to play at home the next day, and 
I had always like, when we went to Sheffield that day, I'd gone home with the team. Well, this time they were going to have a huge game the next day. I've been drinking all day with the fans during the game on the way to the game after I'd been naked on the toilet. And then I go to talk to Franny after the game. And he's like, why are you going to come with the team? They're going to be all serious, not having fun. Why don't you go with the fans? He's like, that's what I would do. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah. I've got a picture of you on my phone somewhere when you dressed up with like, I can't remember wearing like a plastic gun or something. And your, your face is literally just gone. I think that was coming back, I think, from Manchester. I think it was the same day. It was a long, just day. Like, it was like long day, long day, long laid day. over and it was just, yeah. But then that's another fun trip though, because it's, you know, it's like the old BBT obviously and fans are familiar with it as well. well and going well, to Manchester, so it's always like the day when you go and get really you know, messed up and have fun. You know, it's like when everyone lets loose and. Right. You're going, of- you're going to that dirty old barn, right? <laughs> you got <have> <laughs> to get to it somehow, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to try and ease the pain. Uh, well, let's see. What else do I got that? So did you ever play hockey? No, not really. I mean, I was, I was a footballer as a kid and, um, when the rink opened, I would have, I would have already been 11 at the time. I played football at a good level. Sorry. I I talked to it quite quickly, but my football was my, my passion. I've had a really good level, but the usual stops where I broke my knee at 14, uh, nearly 15. I did it at 17 again. So at that point, I thought, well, sorry, I'll just play hockey when my knee heals. I just kind of knocked about with mates and stuff, you know, after the dad's on a Friday night after, you know, a few drinks and stuff. But at that point, I was too old even to try and attempt to play it. But I was happy to skate. But I could stick handle on the streets, but okay. I couldn't I couldn't do the two together. I couldn't skate well on the ice and stick handle together. Nice. I could do one or the other, but not together. So I would never be <laughs> hockey player. It would be embarrassing. Uh, well, with the guys like Danny and Steph that play now, good luck to them, but I couldn't do it. No, but the thing is, though, is like team needs people like you. Um, you made it kind of feel like home when I came over. Um, my parents still tell the story. And if it wasn't you reaching out, if it wasn't you organizing first that bus, if it wasn't you hosting all that fun, you guys had raffles on the bus, right? We'd go on the yeah. bus and you'd buy tickets for prizes. And it was a full-blown party on wheels, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we tried to achieve. And But the main thing was it, it was always done to try and two things, raise money for the for the club. Because obviously when, before the ownership took over, when the team was really poor, you know, it could raise a bit more, you know, for the for the team to try and get better. But also for the guys, you know, nothing worse than going up to Nottingham or Sheffield or wherever. No one needed to get wiped out. You know, when yeah, there's like 50 guys or 100 guys there cheering them on. But like with GB, it's almost exactly the same thing. You know, we come over here, no one's going to get beaten most times, but we come to support the team and just to lift them that one percent if we can. And that was kind of and, and if you guys if you guys aren't there, if you guys aren't there, it's a whole different experience for those players. Fans matter. hundred percent. Yeah. And I like to think so. And I think it was always done with the intention of just trying to give a one percent chance of getting a result, you know, or to give guys a lift, you know, and and that's why when we did things like you know welcoming players and their families and stuff before like the, the club was was wealthy it might make guys think yeah you know i'll go back to cardiff they're looking after me you know yeah. okay it's on the best rate not it's not the biggest budget team but that was like what we tried to achieve and hopefully it did work with with some players you know and but i guess you never know i mean obviously it's more than than that obviously it brings guys back to a team but if you could help in any way you could that's always a, I, I, I i felt like it was a family that 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 party on wheels to nottingham and sheffield 
getting to know all the people on that yeah. bus is realistically how a lot of reason how the shed starts is it was a family on that bus right like yeah, it, it's weird it's weird, it's weird to say but like I felt like by the time I got back, I really fit in and I was part of the crew. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's that's why I always said, because I, I've always been the same since day one. Whether you've been a fan for 30 years or one day, I don't give a shit. I know it's like hierarchy rubbish that you can't be like a fan, whatever, you know, you can't be in one of our gang. And I welcome everybody. You know, I don't care how long you've been a fan. And there's, there's people fans. that show up on that bus. And I remember meeting like fathers and daughters uh, like on the bus and they're like, there were young kids on the bus. And yeah. they're like, we went once and we're part of this now and we'd love it. It's it's what we do on weekends. And that's the thing, you know, you have to just, you know, talk to people. You have to engage with people. You have to make make sure they're okay the first couple of times they come. So they get their feet wet. And, you know, and whilst it's party, there was, there's always a line. I would never let people cross the line, obviously, you know. I mean, I know that Dundee was a crazy trip we talk about. But I wasn't maybe representative of how it was week in, week out, you know. <laughs> Let's just make, like, you know, <laughs> this clear. It wasn't always, like, some kind of, like, booze fest, you know. But, like, a trip to, say, Sheffield or Nottingham, it'd be a respectable, you know, respectable family day out. Yeah. And on, on the way back, a few beers were had. And I wouldn't anybody cross the line if people were swearing and stuff. I would nip in the bed. If people were just being a, 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 a dick, I would have them i would let them know that wouldn't happen and i think because that but was it's a lot to take on right it's a lot to take on yeah and that's another thing I, I don't miss it because you don't switch off you don't switch off and it, and it got to the point where hockey was like 24 7 seven days a week for me in my house and it just sucked the life out of me it just sucked the life and the love of the game out of me and i'm not gonna lie i mean this season i didn't go to many games it's the first time i've been to a game which was last saturday and i loved it and a few people I haven't you know, seen for a couple of years, they, you know, said, it's just good to see you back, John. Good to see you back smiling. Good to see you love the game again. Yeah. You know, I'd lost that love for the game. I just felt like being part of something again on a different level to the Red Army. You know, it's just the GB Supporters Club is the same thing, but it's once a year, not every week. It's just yeah. like everyone's together. Everyone's in the same boat. Whether you've been a fan for one day or 30 years, it doesn't matter. It's all fun. And that's why I enjoy I agree. And uh, it was the same for me with hockey was it sucked the fun out of it when I got hurt and I couldn't play. I didn't have a team of buddies anymore and you yeah. get home and just go to work and you don't have your 20 closest friends with you anymore. And yeah, yeah. That's why you start a shed and Colby's going to run a muck at the hundred meter finals in 15 minutes. And I'll send this go, whatever Colby. the hell I can go GB go Colby. This has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wild Thing and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Santa Claus. I like pizza, towns, and I'm always speaking my mind.